welcome to the Big Talk Small Vertical Podcast. I'm Dallin. I'm Bryce. And no special guests tonight, uh, but uh, we do have a whopper of a show for you. Um, I guess we should just get to it. Yeah. Let's begin the show by starting it. Well, uh, we've got the newsroom. Newsroom, no trades this week. I think we've had some things that were close, but um, really, I wasn't aware of anything that was close. Yeah. Okay. Have you not off, Benson? Off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I can't remember if you told me. I anything. think he's close to making a deal or two. We, we can talk about it off the air. I would love something. to talk about that off. The it's air. it's an off the record conversation, as far as I know. All right. But um, anyway, this isn't like the gossipy type of show. No, no. We don't we don't chase after clicks like that. We don't go chasing waterfalls. No, it's hard facts. So we'll just stick with the this. Um. So what do we have? There's no trades. <clears throat> so that's two weeks in a row no trades. Yeah, we're really we're falling behind. We're uh, we're catching up to that. 47 number that we got in the I, no i sent a trade offer to somebody and he sat on it for like 30 hours without responding which was you which is why oh. it's surprising oh. why did what what well you sent it over in yahoo didn't you yes i did and i didn't see it till like the next morning and then i then i did sit on it for about five hours and eventually declined okay it seemed like a long time. Yeah, it was overnight. I think you sent it after I fell asleep, or before. No, I sent it like in like around noon. Oh, I just and I just never saw it. Like I didn't see the notification until the next morning. I was like, oh, I got a trade offer, which bums me out because I like getting trade offers. But yeah, it just took a lot longer. Did you think I was really mulling that one over? I figured you were. <laughs> I mean, I did for a little it was bit. Just five hours of mulling, not thirty hours of mulling. Yeah, and it was more like thirty minutes of mulling over three over five hours span. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, I need to look at that again. Five more minutes. And then something happened an hour later. Hey, I need to look at that again. Yeah. You know. Well, as long as it was sufficiently mold. Uh, we got a bunch of ad drops, though, so let's hit that. Do it. <clears throat> the, uh, the first one of the week was dropping da- the Highlanders dropped Daniel Tice for Nas Reed. Oh. Um, Tice was, I think. Tice was better than Nas Reed last week, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he was on a per game basis, like number 17. And then he he shows he'll show up when we're doing our should have had him. That was uh, of the week. Who was that? Islanders. Ooh. Who didn't really need him. He was fine. But yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, next up, the Yaming Dynasty dropped Dwight Howard and added Derek Rose. The Pride dropped Lonnie Walker and added Jared Vanderbilt, who mm-hmm. had a really nice week actually. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's played well. I don't think he's particularly good, really. But uh, we'll see. Um, the East Mesa Trading Company dropped Harry Giles and added Jakob Pertle. The Pride dropped Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter was sitting in his IR spot and he dropped him so he could move somebody else to the IR spot. I think anybody would have dropped Kevin Porter after the news <clears> last week. Um, if I were you, I would probably pick him up. Uh, well, see what happens when I'm me. We when that comes, we will <laughs> we'll learn see a what lot. happens when I am me. We will learn a lot when you're you. Uh, no, I think <clears throat> I think he has really high upside. I think he's in a situation where if he's good, he'll play and get a lot of minutes. I think he's in a situation where he can maybe fix some of his issues. I mean, 
I could be wrong, but the impression I get is that he just smokes a lot of marijuana. Oh. Like to the point that it ruins his life. Oh, I don't know. And and one of the coaches, one of the assistant coaches in Houston actually has a history of like helping people get off drugs. So it seems like it's actually kind of a good spot for him. Mm. Um, I've also heard a lot of people say that it would be perfect to stick him in the G League bubble because then he's like in a very structured environment. Yeah. We'll see. Because there's a lot of talent there, but there's also a lot of talent going to waste. He would yell at a lot of people in that bubble. He might. And throw a lot. What are you gonna do? Run? You gonna leave the bubble, you little baby? And then, and then he would have to. He would just be throwing room service at people. (laughs) Poor Kevin Porter. Um, No, if if he gets any type of NBA minutes, I think you should. He's talented. Yes, but also I I don't know. There's a lot of downside to him. Um, The next day, the Pride added Rodney Hood. Rainbow Riders dropped Xavier Tillman and added Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yep. The Yaming Dynasty dropped Isaiah Joe and added Nerlens Noel. The rookie of the week for the... <laughs> yeah. The shoulda, woulda, could you for the week? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. There we go. I've been, honestly, doing this podcast has made me more reactive, which I think is good for me. Yeah. But Noel was good last week. Um, the East Mace Trade Company dropped Sadiq Bay and added Chetty Osmond. Yeah. Super Zombies dropped Gary Trent Jr. and added Kendrick Nunn. I feel like Gary Trent Jr. is probably the leader for most ad drops. It's gotta be. I, I think see his name every day, it seems like. It's, it's a lot. I don't remember who voted for him, but I think they will probably win that. He has, I think it was Ed, because he picked oh, him up the day right. of. Yes. Um, the Fine Hellfish dropped Patty Mills and added Deshaun Tate. Mm. The Goats dropped Emmanuel Quickly and added Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Okay. Quickly's another guy that could be on that list. Yeah. We'll see. The Goats then the next day dropped Kentavious Caldwell Pope and added Jeremy Lamb. Rainbow Riders dropped Nikhil Alexander Walker, added Alex Len. Super Zombies dropped Kendrick Nunn and added Rudy Gay. Um, Kendrick Nunn was also really good last week. He was really good last he, week. He's actually the top four should have had him. Um, which I guess the zombies did for Spoiler a Spoiler alert. Yeah. Try to act surprised that when we get there. The Rainbow Riders dropped Alex Len, added Emmanuel quickly. Desert Storm dropped Danny Green, added Joe Ingles. East Mason this... Desert Storm. Okay. East Mason Trade Company dropped Chetty Osmond. Osman added Xavier Tillman, and the Yaming Dynasty dropped Eric Rose, added David Nwaba. Okay. Whole lot of nothing. <clears throat> uh, nothing really jumps out. It'll... Maybe Emmanuel quickly just sticks at some point and gets 30 minutes a game and becomes yeah. really valuable. I still think that... He's looked good. I don't think he'll ever be a starting point guard for any significant amount of time. Yeah, but New York got a whole bunch of backups so somebody's got to yeah start. yeah well he's the type of guy that i could see somebody picking up he gets a lot of run this year mm-hmm. and then he's way overvalued like and so he's last a, year yes although kendrick Nunn was never valued all that high i don't I feel like liked him i made some offers for him last offer should have been taken they were not thank goodness thank goodness all right 
Um, that's it for the newsroom. Or that's it. That's it. Uh, so then we would move into the other portion of the show, which is going to be our power. No, the uh, weekly we awards. Still, yeah, we've still got our weekly awards. Weekly awards. So we got the MVP of the week. You. I'm number one. You're number two. Um, the MVP of the week was in just three games. Kawhi Leonard, who had 97 points, 20 rebounds, 15 assists, nine steals, two blocks, and eight threes on 55 and 100% shooting. good he's really good when he plays yeah he also well he, he's been playing back-to-backs has he yes good. but he he's is old. he's out for a week because he's in COVID protocols so he'll miss like 10 days okay so that was fun to be mostly healthy for a week yeah now i'm missing jimmy butler al horford and Kawhi leonard and a bunch of people sitting on uh, monday because it's a back-to-back It took me a minute to find that one. Yeah. It was right on front of me. Literally the biggest thing in front of me. But you know what? He's fine. He's well, no, he's not fine. He's great. And Jimmy Butler or Kawhi? Both. Hey, they're all great. They're all great. Um actually the number two player um last week, DeAndre Ayton. Stop um, it. How about the number nine player? Oh, the number nine is Steph Curry. Eight, ten? Yeah, ten and eleven were also on the Yami guys. Porzingis and Irving. And the number fifteen player was. I was looking at the list and I was guessing what number of person this was. It says the number right there. It's a numbered list. Oh, I was looking. Uh, It's in the middle of the page, though. It's to the left. Okay. It is highlighted. Yeah. The number fifteen player, the Yami Dynasty's latest acquisition, David Nwaba. So, I suspect you'll have Kendrick Nunn at some point this week. Um, probably not because Jimmy Butler's gonna (laughs) come. It's like four weeks in a row that you've picked up the best guy of the week, though. Um, yeah, at least three. I don't know. Well, good for the Yaming Dynasty for having several top 15 players last week, yes, and I used it to gain one of my two wins on the season. Uh, most of them now are all sick. Uh, yes. Okay. That's just how it goes. Sick or hurt or resting or something. That sucks. Um, all right. Well, that's the Kawhi Leonard. There you go, folks. He's the best player of the week last week. Um, moving into the rookie of the week. The season premiere of the rookie Sunday, January 3rd on ABC. Big change. The, right. uh, the rookie of the week, um, we had we had two pretty close. Tyrese Halliburton was number sixty four, but the number one rookie was Devin Vassell, ranked number sixty. He played four games, put up uh, eight point three points, four point three rebounds, two point three assists, one point eight steals, which is where most of the value comes from. Zero point eight blocks. That's a lot of blocks to get from a guard. And then he he had 0.0 turnovers, which boosted his value. Um, 
it's actually kind of impressive to go four games without turning the ball over even once. Yeah, no, that is. Um, he had a good week. Um, he's a good ball player. He is. I know a lot of like the plus minus metrics, PIPM and box score plus minus, they all really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably too early in the year to care about those things. But if you just wanted to get excited, then I would use that to just get excited. There you go. Would a coward have this? What the hell is that? These are my words, mother, from Army. Good job, Ben, for having the best rookie last week. Yep. Um, I will say he only shot like 37%, which is a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll probably shoot long-term. And if he can just become like a Mikal Bridges, shoots well enough to stay on the court and racks up defensive stats, that's super valuable. Yeah. Um, well, it's always fun to have to have. I mean, take it from somebody who has some rookies on his team. It's always fun to have the best rookie of the week. You feel like you're raising some trade value, if anything else, you know, mm-hmm. if you can keep it up. So hopefully, he keeps it up for the old Desert Storm. Yep. Um, and then we 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 gave away the best player not added. The shoulda, not rostered. Woulda, coulda. Um, and he was actually like we like we mentioned rostered for one day but four games he put up 86 points kendrick nunn this is 86 points 22 rebounds 16 assists seven steals one block and 12 threes on 56 percent field goal and 83 percent free throw now who is the savvy manager that picked him up for one day the uh san diego super zombies Bob, what do you think i like turtles all right you're great zombie and um yeah he I don't think he's going to play 35 minutes a game for the rest of the year, so it's probably not sustainable. But it was a very good week, and I think a lot of matchups could have been tilted with the addition of all those stats, seven steals, 86 points. Like That's that's a lot of stuff. That's not nothing. Yeah, that definitely could have helped a couple managers, I'm sure. Um, All right. Uh, Just just so – there were a lot of guys that – would have helped Trey Burke, number twenty, ranked twenty second. Daniel Tice, ranked twenty third. Jeff Green, ranked twenty four. Wayne Ellington, twenty seven. There were a lot of really good players sitting on the bench last week, and a lot of really bad players sitting on rosters. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in general. Yep, and we should all be ashamed of ourselves. Every last one of us, except for you, Ben Levitt, because you picked up Kendrick Nunn for a day. Well, but he dropped him, so. What so he got like what a quarter of his value what a dumb dumb what a dumb idiot <laughs> just, just kidding all right um moving into the every other week power rankings yeah this country you've got to make the money first then when you get the money you get the power then when you get the power then you get the work all right, so coming in in last place. <laughs> you have no power here. Gun. Uh, last place, the East Mesa Trading Company. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Uh, Sometimes pirates are living the low life. Um, yes. 
last place in the following categories points hey you don't do this normally do you um just what it's me just through every single category i feel like we should be it's really only two categories points and blocks are last um but you're also last in head-to-head win percentage which Mm -hmm. is double weighted and tied for last in total wins yeah i've got i haven't got to get one um your best category is turnovers that's second and second is free throw with nine okay ninth in free throw percentage that's respectable i'll take it not trying to be good this year necessarily as a team so there you go there there are there are other ways to measure success Mm -hmm. number 13 is winning eight toto um yeah probably not gonna play the sound drop for everybody okay 12 (laughs) is the flying hellfish 11 is the flop 10 the alming dynasty hey you're better than benson and me i basically always have been except that one year where i got injured yeah and he snuck into a championship they didn't really deserve um number nine i think i'm at ninth rainbow riders eight desert storm seven the pride six san diego super zombies um, so that, that's that's where the playoffs start, of course. Five Rocky Mountain Goats, four Boom Shakalaka, three Avatar on Blu-ray, number two the Highlanders, and then number one, our Power Rankings champion, is the Keyboard Cat. And we all say, oh well, I never was there. So clever as a magic star, uh, he was he's among the uh just the nine categories he's only number one in one category that's assist but he has two in steals and three in blocks a lot of it's just coming from winning which you know that's a good thing to do he's Double got the best category yeah well he's he's tied for first in head-to-head win percentage there are three teams at four and one he's tied for, well he's in second for total winning percentage and number one in winning percentage since the last power rankings hmm. um winning percentage since the last power rankings was actually pretty interesting just the last two weeks he was number one um winning eight total was actually seventh it was pretty good and last place was desert storm with mm-hmm. like i think his record's like five and 13 in the last two weeks mm-hmm. so hopefully he can get that turned around he's still in the playoff chase very much i think mm-hmm. but anyway you had a healthy kevin Durant on your team you got a chance at making the playoffs yes well good job eduardo i can feel the power <laughs> um all right so we, that's the weekly awards that's the power rankings um any any uh thing of note of the power rankings anything you found uh interesting or insightful oh that was kind of it like i said the i was surprised at how much things had shifted in the last couple of weeks there's some crazy things going on um josh way up there ben frederick struggling we uh we no longer have any undefeated teams in the week to week 
because uh, Super Zombies won the undefeated matchup against Desert Storm. Yes, then but then lost to last, Rocky Mountain Goats. And last week lost. Um, Rocky Mountain Goats made a, a step up. I think I believe Avatar and Blu-ray jumped up several spots. So, and, and both that's a, the, the interesting matchup because you've got we call them the Goats and the Super Zombies, but really their true team names are a little longer: the Rocky Mountain Goats and the San Diego Super Zombies. Well, who's got time for all that though? Yeah um good for good for taylor uh getting that win um all right well we can move on to the next portion of the show Podcast Pick'em. Uh, yes, I try to see that as monotone as possible. Also <laughs> conscious. Uh, well, I'm excited I had for a, it. I had a game show voice two weeks ago that took away from it, and then last week I tried too hard to bring in the theatrics, so we're just going to keep it. Uh, all right, so let me go over last week's um, results here. So we had for week five, the East Mesa Trading Company versus Rainbow Riders. Uh, I had Rainbow Riders winning 6-3. You had the same. He did win, barely, by 5-4. So we each got a point. Why was that so close? Um, I had steals, turnovers, three-pointers locked up. an assist. I, I don't know if I had it locked up, but I was winning an assist, I think. Or no? Kevin Herter was pretty sixteen assists and eight steals. Yeah, he's... that might that might sting a little if you're Bram and you gave up on Kevin Herter and then you have to face that. It might hurt her a little bit. I would not say that, no. Um Yeah, he's he's been good. Um I've got some players on my team that played really well last week. Um, but also Bram had a lot of guys that were injured and didn't play, and there's a lot of postponements on his team. He's got three Memphis Grizzlies, and they're in quarantine like the whole week. And that's a shame. Yeah. And I think he even had a fourth Memphis Grizzly on his team at one point, Xavier Tillman, who he dropped. So that wasn't helping him a whole lot. Um, free throw percentage was really close, um, but uh, I only shot like 26, 27 free throws on the week for my whole team. So when Nyeko Kongu goes out Sunday night and misses both his free throws, should have sat him. Sweet swings the should have sat him. Uh, you were you were twenty three of twenty nine free throws on the week. Twenty three of twenty nine. Yeah, that's 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 weirdly low. Um, weirdly low volume. Yes. Yeah. The uh, I also I no it wasn't assists that I had I had blocks and I had blocks pretty locked up. Yeah, you had block locked up um, and threes, which is weird. Bram's team should be good at that. That to me that he, looks like Bram had a lot of guys missing. He had a lot of guys missing, so it wasn't so much that my team was giving Bram all they could handle, all they they were trying. It was more Bram's team just was unhealthy. Yeah, but I'll take it. I'll take the four wins and the almost five. He texted me late Sunday night. He said, "And I quote." Thought you could win, huh? 
or something like that. Wow, he's strutting after that. And I said, you waited till late till Sunday night to get caught in that, huh? <laughs> yeah. So it's a late victory lap. <laughs> Um, not, uh, not a lot of confidence there. Yeah. Anyways, um, next matchup we had the Pride versus Yao Ming Dynasty. Oh. Uh, Yao Ming Dynasty won seven to two. Six three. Oh, six three. That's right. And you had that exact um, outcome, so you got three points on that. I had the Pride winning five four. Um, so this was an example of me. Showing uh, Brandon his respect and you not. Correct. So um, there's actually been a change on the uh, on the program, and that is now going to be shown for you here. So Brandon, this is your new drop. There you go, Brandon. Asking for a little respect. Will he get it? We'll see. I mean, I think he's in a pretty good spot. He's been he's been good this year. It uh, it was a tight contest. Um, I had some really good shooting. I shot fifty three percent field goal and eighty four percent from the line on the week. It seems unsustainable. It is probably well, the, definitely the unsustainable. Um, You're a good free throw shooting team. Yeah, eighty four is still high. It's and frankly, high, he's but... on the season. He's been better than me at both those categories. But my team has also been thoroughly. It doesn't matter what he does any other week. It just matters what he does the week he plays you. Uh, well, I mean, I, I suggested we do it again in the playoffs. There you go, Brandon. It uh, steals were fairly close. I beat him by three, in part because Rodney Hood showed up and got three steals on Sunday. That was a good pickup. Um, man. He got me by seven three pointers. That was kind of close, but nope. Good matchup. All right. Uh, the next matchup we had Avatar and Blu-ray versus Winning Ain't to Do. I had Avatar winning seven two, and you did as well. But Avatar only won five four. Five four. Another surprisingly close matchup. Good for Josh. We did. We did stick it to the number three on the power rankings. Josh took field goal percentage. With a, a, a somewhat unimpressive forty-three percent, but you know, it was enough for Avatar. Yep, he uh, he took threes and blocks, more than doubled them up, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And turnovers, mm -hmm. unsurprisingly. So five four, um, like like we mentioned, in over the last two weeks, Josh has the seventh best record because his one loss was five four, and then he had a six three win the prior week. So it's looking better. I, I don't know how much longer it's going to continue, but hey, go for it, buddy. Moving in the right direction, I guess, if you're looking at a, at a graph. Yes. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins has been pretty good this year. Yeah. Weirdly bad at free throws. He improved last year from the year before. He's, yeah. I mean, he's not great. He's not like the best player ever, but he's improving each year. Yeah. He's been blocking a lot of shots this year, too. He had like five blocks in one game, didn't he? Uh, I believe he did early on, yes. That's crazy. And Joe Harris is good. I think Joe Harris is actually he's, his highest ranked player. He's legitimately a good basketball player. Yeah, Joe Harris is good. And he's a, he's a really nice fit next to the guys that he's playing with in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, perfect. Just like, hey, stand yeah. behind the three-point line and hit open threes. And yep. he's real good at that. He's really good at that. And he's a competent defender, so nice player. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Flying Hellfish versus Boom Shakalaka. Where I uh, Bryce had Boom Shakalaka winning six three, uh, I had Boom Shakalaka winning seven two, and I believe it was a seven two victory. It was a seven two victory. So that was my three pointer. Um, Bryce had one point on that one. 
Um, winning on Avatar and Blu-ray, we both got a point, I believe. Um, but uh, next up, or, or anything to say on Hellfish versus Doom? There were a couple of close categories. Field goal percentage, Jay shot 48%, but Jordan shot 48.9. That's close, but those are both good numbers, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. If you're, 48 should win most weeks. And then steals were pretty close. Jay, the Flying Hellfish won 27, 25. But everything else beyond that was pretty one-sided. I mean, 150 points, 33 pointers, almost double the assists. Like it, Jordan, Jordan's playing really well right he's now. He's healthy too, right? Jordan's pretty healthy. Uh, I mean, he's re- missing Rui Hachimura, but I don't think he's particularly good. Aren't so. we all missing Rui Hachimura? I honestly hadn't even noticed he was gone. Yeah. Um, and Miles Turner's still phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he's not slowing down. No. Aaron Gordon had a really nice week last week. He did. Um, the percentages were bad, but a really nice week. A lot of blocks. Eight blocks on the week is a nice number. And maybe now that he has a healthy James Harden, not healthy James Harden, but like a happy James Harden, uh, maybe that bodes well for Bruce Shuffle. Well, I think he will end up healthier because right now he's like borderline (laughs) obese. So as he plays his way into shape because he's actually somewhat engaged, he will be healthy. The team doctor for the Nets is like, what did the team doctor (laughs) at the Rockets tell you to do? Did you just not follow his advice, or is he a bad doctor? My guess is he did not follow the advice. <laughs> Here, James, here's your new diet. Whatever. Just go to the strip club and eat strip club food. And yeah, that's your diet. Strip club food. Um, that's my diet. So Highlanders versus the flock. Um, you had six three Highlanders. I had five four Highlanders. And we were both wrong. Seven two was the result, right? Yep, seven two Highlanders. So, is this is this is this now appropriate time to hit the panic button for the flock? No, no, I, I don't see any point in panicking because I think it's already over. Okay. Like it's we're past the panic stage. Panic was two weeks ago, like last. Uh week. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 7-2. It was, frankly, pretty close to being 8-1. It was 48.2 field goal percentage versus Mm -hmm. 48.8. So so it was really close to being 8-1. The other stuff wasn't all that close. I know the flock's been injured, but the flock just doesn't win. Even even in good times when things are rolling the way they're supposed to, the flock does not win games at a high enough rate to climb out of this hole. So I think the Highlanders... Put the nail in the coffin. Season's over for the flock. He's at seventeen and twenty-eight. Yeah. How many five? How many weeks of five-four does he need to get to get to five hundred? And I don't think five hundred wins the. Get you in. No, like. I mean, he's sitting in what twelfth place right now, behind winning eight Toto. Um, the problem is that. If he wins 5-4, you can guarantee that there are six other teams ahead of him in the standings that are winning by at least 5-4. And yet he has to pass six teams in order to get into the playoffs. And he can't pass six teams if six teams are winning five by the same or more than he's winning. Right? It's, a, it's a risk you take when you build your team that way, I guess, that if things don't go the way they're supposed to, that you're giving up a lot more than you ought to. Yeah. And ultimately, he, he's had a lot of injury issues. And so 
you know, so if, we, if you've had that many injury issues, you're probably not going to be able to overcome if, it. If but, we're, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, no. If we're looking at the bones of the team, like if, if we're saying this, this is over this year, are we, do we have a foundation for next year that we can build around and keeping this, keeping this punt free throw? Um, I mean, you want to talk about the flock next week? We can do our, our we can autopsy. Do a, we can do a, I guess we can do an autopsy but next week. Ultimately, I would say if you've got Ben Simmons, that's a major component to a free yeah. throw punt team. Especially in Dynasty form. The problem is I look at it and it's like, well, it's Ben Simmons and mostly like spare parts. Drummond? Drummond's nice, but A, he's... He got run out of Detroit. It looks like they're running him out of Cleveland. Yeah, and like, like he, I think he's just going to be a 25-minute game center for the rest of his career maybe mm-hmm. or less and so i just don't think that he's ever what he once was sure uh mitchell robinson's nice in a specific build but he's really only a three category guy yeah and so that that's the problem with the like a lot of his guys are kind of thin as in terms of what they add mm-hmm. and you need more variety you, you can't a lot of these guys are he's he's a team that punts like three categories yeah. But a lot of his players punt like six categories, and so it just doesn't really work. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you can you can build around. We'll, we'll get into it next week, I guess. We'll do flock next week. I'll I'll say my, my last just to kind of pick uh-huh. back. Uh, Simmons, I think Lonzo Ball. I think you can build up those two guys. Mitchell Robinson. Let's toss him into the three there. The three OG and Anobi's been really good. This OG year. and Anobi, yeah. I don't have his roster in front of me to be fair, but uh, those four guys: OG, Mitchell Robinson, Lonzo. Simmons, that's a good core to build around. And you toss in the likes of Valanchunas now and Drummond, you might have something next year if you make the right moves with the and, other pieces. And, and Jeremy Grant's been really good this oh, year. Oh, Jeremy too. Grant, how do you forget about that? See, I don't have the roster in front of me, it's not fair. Um, but we'll, we'll go more in depth. This isn't a Jeremy a Grant's episode. Jeremy Grant has been very good this year. Um, Worth noting. He's been excellent. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside, <laughs> substantially less. Is he still rostered? Yes. He has to buy me lunch if he drops them, so I think maybe that's why he clings to him. Benson, I care about you enough to say that if you drop us on Whiteside, I'll cover half of that bill. I actually think it might make sense to hang on to him because, like, at he, this point, maybe because then if he ends in a nice spot next year, then yeah, like he could, he could, he if could he gets minutes, him. he's a killer. Yeah, problem is he's not good enough to get minutes. If he doesn't get minutes, he's a killer. Yes. All right, next matchup we have. Keyboard Cat versus Desert Storm. You had Desert Storm winning 5-4. I had Desert Storm winning 6-3. And Keyboard Cat won 7-2. 7-2. So a massive disrespect. We both said he wouldn't win. He did win. He won in a major fashion and climbed to the top of the power ranking. So way to go, Ed, for making us look foolish. Um, good job. It was a really dominant week. Considering he played without Carl Towns, um, shot about 51% field goal, um, scored 585 points, which is a really good number, especially when you're considered like Towns should have added like 80 points to that. Mm-hmm. Um, ton of rebounds. The assists were close. He won by 135 to 133. Okay, that's really that's close. rough. Um, and the turnovers were also really close, 68 to 71. So there are some close categories. Um, I don't think Desert Storm was out of it by any means. Just but, a bad week. I mean, he's got a lot of guys that were resting and, and doing, you know. 
Yeah, the problem is he's got Paul George out now for the next ten days, same as Kawhi. What's the What's the Demarcus Cousins experiment? I mean, now that uh, well, was it Christian Wood went at down and he had a couple of really nice games actually. Christian, Christian Wood's better. Um, no, I'm saying Cousins had some nice games though after Wood went down. Yeah, a couple games where he started and had some really nice games. In general, is it time to pull the plug on that? I think probably. I mean, I think that maybe he's getting to the point where he's looking to do that. It just He's playing 17 minutes a game. That's not – he's shooting 31%. That's if he doesn't get ejected. Well, you know, he always is going to have ejections dragging he's down two his per game. game. I, yeah. yeah. It's uh, – I don't know. It, I think it's a good team. I think it has, it has a very real shot at the playoffs, but I don't know that he can carry some of this dead weight. And so we talked about this in the offseason. He needs to be a little bit aggressive, not in tearing the whole thing down, I don't think, but just in jettisoning, jettisoning some of the dead weight. Like uh, like when you're – I don't know a lot of – I wish Ben Levitt was here. He could speak to this. But when you're gardening and you've got like an overgrowth, or, like you have to cut back some of that to let the, to let the good things grow. Yeah, it just – Cut back the dead weight. And, and he doesn't need – Marcus Cousins, like the flock, kind of has to have Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. in order to, because he needs a miracle. Desert Storm doesn't need a miracle; he just needs, like, he already got his miracle in Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's playing about as good as he ever has. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 phenomenal. Um, Seth Curry's been great. Gordon Hayward's been amazing. Yeah. Um, Rozier's been kind of up and down, but, but I, on the whole, I would he's be been good. Yeah, he's been good. Um, so, like, if you just if you dump Cousins for somebody who's – if you can get somebody like Saul in the top 100, I think that makes a big difference. Brandon Ingram has been great. Kyle Kuzma has not been worth rostering in years. I don't know why people think he's good. But if you trim some of the fat, I think it would be pretty easy to turn this into a very real contender. Yeah. it's uh, interesting interesting uh, insight. I don't – have one way or opinion or the other other than I, I think he could definitely make the playoffs and well no, probably, I, I, I've heard should. that he's considering blowing the whole thing up and I do think it's a little premature for that yeah well there you go Ben you got a believer just stay the course make the right moves and see what happens or blow the whole thing up if you can get really good value yeah <laughs> or I mean if you always if you get that's the East Mesa trading company if you get better value make pull the trigger well, you were dead in the water when you pulled the trigger, though. Last year? Yeah. Well, on the season, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. Last one we have is Super Zombies versus the Goats. Um, you had Super Zombies winning 6-3. I had Super Zombies winning 7-2. Taylor got a little revenge on us and won 5-4. He did good for him. Um, knocked out, wiped out the perfect season for the Super Zombies. Um, it was kind of, kind of some of the old guard fighting back this week. But um, that's this... a that's a matchup though that I know Ben has mentioned. Given his build being the punt free throw, Taylor's build being the punt field goal, mm-hmm. it, it does. It's like they're trading categories that they give each other, and it makes it tough. There were some close. Categorical matchups actually. Rebounds were really close, 221 to 214. Um, I know I spoke with Taylor today and he felt 
a little ripped off because Ben's guys all rebounded really heavily on Sunday and his guys just didn't. And so he felt like he probably should have had that, which would have been a 6-3 win. But um, the steals were close, 35-39. to 39. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess the others weren't all that close. So, yeah, two, category, two swing categories. Points were on. Who won the steals? Taylor? Taylor. Taylor won steals. Ben won rebounds. Okay. Um, I don't know what would it, what it would look like if they played again, if it would be the same two swing categories. But, um, yeah. But it's interesting. I know Taylor's usually pretty good at turnovers, but it wasn't particularly close. Super Zombies won by a pretty comfortable margin there. Um, also, Taylor's playing without Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook really changes the complexion of a team. Mm-hmm. Well, he might have won rebounds. Russell Westbrook probably would have won the rebounds. Um, he, the field goal percentage might have been closer if Alexei Pokushevsky weren't shooting 10% on the week. Yeah. On what volume, though? Uh, too much. Really? Does he get that many shot attempts? Well, he's scoring three points a game, which is very low, but 10%. Oh, wow. Um, so far on the season, his season average is 1.2 makes on 5.5 attempts. Um, if he ever gets good, you're going to look real silly. I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's it for the previous week. Um, oh, yeah. We got to do our podcast pickup for the yeah. upcoming week, which I almost forgot to do. So glad I remembered. Um, coming up uh, this week, we've got, I'll just, I've got them all written down, so let's go through them. Yelming Dynasty versus The Flock. I've got Yelming Dynasty winning 6 3. And believe it or not, Bryce was more humble than I was on his team and says he'll only win 5-4. I'm just missing a lot. of. I've got three guys not playing today. I've got Kawhi out for the week. I've got Jimmy Butler out for most, if not all, the week. And Al Horford out for I, – I don't know. I don't know. He's missed like two weeks. He might just retire. Just stay home with his kid? And never come back. Who knows? I don't know. I, like he's probably fed up with COVID and everything that goes with it, and he's got a new family, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just done." Maybe he's he's old enough to do it. He is, but but why does he keep playing that? I don't know. He'll get back to it. He'll get back to it. I I am concerned. He's got a lot to look forward this season with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I'm happy with where he is for the minutes, but <laughs> I, I now wish that they would just trade him so he'd be more engaged. Yeah, send him to Dallas. Um, well, Benson, you heard it. He's he's he only thinks he can win five four, so maybe you can sneak out a win here this week. Huh? 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 I mean, he's got to win it some, eventually, right? He's got one win. He's got one. He'll he'll get more. We'll see. Yeah, probably. Um, Avatar Blu-ray versus Boom Shakalaka. Bryce has Boom Shakalaka winning five four, and I have Boom Shakalaka winning five four. Okay. Um, both really good teams. Um. I don't know. Just That's give, a really good just, matchup. I just giving the nod to, to Jordan because I think he's been playing out of his mind and healthy. and He's been good. Um, Brogdon's had a huge game today. so Today he did? Yeah. Well, do you Close have... to a triple-double. He was um, playing well this whole season. He was also on he the has, high... he, I think he had kind of slowed down a little bit of late. but He was not... top 10 for minutes played, wasn't he? He went over that? Yeah. 
tonight, 36, 7, and 9 with the steel three threes on 59 and 93% shooting. Jeez. 13 of 14 from the line. And then Miles Turner was 11 of 16. A lot of people thought Malcolm Brogdon wasn't that good even, even after he won Rookie of the Year. He's turned out to be a good basketball player. Yes, although still, like how many rookies of the year are worse than him? Um, Michael Carter Williams, obviously. Yeah, he's. All, I would say he's like lower third for rookie of the year. I have to go. I have to go through, look through him, but I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. So good yeah, for him. Been good. Uh, Highlanders versus the Goats. Uh, Bryce is throwing a little respect towards Taylor, saying he'll win five four, and. I really couldn't make up my mind, Bryce. Oh, okay. So I am saying it'll be a tie at the end of the week. Four wins apiece and one category tie. Um, how many points do you get for that? Uh, that is a four-pointer. Four-pointer. What if it's like a like a two-two-five Four tie? is the highest. Is it still a tie for one point? Yeah. Uh, okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extra point for getting it right on a tie. So it's just my attempt at... Just lengthening the the gap I have on you probably won't happen. It's very it's the reason they get an extra point. It's it's likely it's hard to predict that. Yes. Um, although I think it's pretty. These are the two teams that I think could do it. We'll see. Um, East Mesa Trading Company versus the Flying Hellfish. Uh, Bryce, you have the Flying Hellfish winning five four, and I have the East Mesa Trading Company taking its. First and possibly only win of the season at five four. We'll see. You're you already played winging total, correct? No, no, you haven't. Okay, it. Uh, my bold prediction is holding strong. And I haven't played you the are... flock yet either. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's might be that same tier. We'll see I'm where we are at the end of the year. Um, no, so far you are the only team without a head to head win. Yep. So my bold uh, prediction is holding true. I am the opposite of Ben Levitt's team. Ben Levitt has lost. Well, I mean, he had something going. Had something going. And now he's just another guy fighting for a playoff yeah, spot. Yeah, he's, he's just a dude. He used to be... He used to be something. Yeah. What a dumb, a hero dumb, amount dumb dummy. Of, he's a dummy. <laughs> um, oh, poor Ben. Um, yeah, so we'll see. That's a... That's a, that's a. Well, Jay said I am his enemy in the surveys or like his uh, biggest rival. Yes. So I guess this would be a grudge match. Not oh, a lie. It's okay. a rivalry. Yeah. Same, same uh, with me and the flock. Yeah. It's rivalry week, man. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> like we, it. Should we change our team names just like slightly or logos to, no. to reflect rivalry week? Something that like takes it out on the other guy. Like, the, like you should be like the rooster killer this week. And <laughs> just an ox stomping on a rooster. I'll see if I can find a video of that online. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Grudge match. All right. So we got Keyboard Cat versus the Super Zombies. Um, you have Super Zombies winning 5-4, and I do too. Same result. Um, I think I, last week I predicted Ed to lose, and he won in a big way, proving me wrong. Same with you. Um, but Super Zombies is a really good team, and if you don't have your best player in, in Carl Anthony Towns, at some point it's going to catch up with you, and I think it might be this week. Is Towns gonna be back this week? He, he should be back. This well, week. he probably will be back at some we'll point. See, this I, week. Don't, I don't know. It depends on. But Merkich is out still. We'll see. I know Trey Young sat the last game. Um, and what's going on? I don't think it was minor. It was probably minor. He'll be yeah, back. That's why. We'll see. John, um, that's why John Collins had like seven three pointers against me. <laughs> I wasn't thrilled about that. Did you win the three pointer category? No, he won it. Oh, whatever. It's fine. 
I don't. Um, think, I don't think that seven would have tilted it. It was close, but I don't think so. Oh well, we'll see. Um, I can see this going really either way at five four, but I, I it's like a flip a coin. But I took super zombies, so you needed the same. Yeah, but it's not, like you. I think it'd go either way. Um, the keyboard cats are power ranking champ. Yeah, How are you gonna pick against I almost, that? Feel, I almost feel stupid picking Ben Levitt. Maybe I'm the big dumb idiot. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Rainbow Riders versus Desert Storm. Um, after barely beating the East Mesa tra Trading Company, we both have the Rainbow Riders winning against Desert Storm 6-3. So we've got a lot that are the same this week. Uh, a couple that are different. But... What's your take on that 6-3? Rainbow Riders has four games postponed today alone. So that's going to be a problem. But Did the Grizzlies play today then? I think so, yeah. And the Spurs. <laughs> it's like Maybe Spurs. But anyway, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but Desert Storm is out. Or Paul George mm. all week and then half of next week. The Clippers shut down the whole week, right? I think it's just Kawhi and Paul George. Oh, well, they, they, can, they can still play games. They have to play games. <laughs> I think they only – I don't know. Ballmer's like, are you sure we can't just shut it down for the week? <laughs> That wouldn't be the first. I mean, I know Philadelphia actively lobbied to get one of their games postponed, and we're told, no, go play. All right, Tyrese Maxey, go out and get us 39. Isaiah Joe, baby. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens there. Desert Storm, I predicted to win the whole season. It's looking like a bad pick at this point. Prove me wrong, Ben. Prove me right, Ben. Um, come out and win the week. You have his draft pick. Why are you cheering for him? I cheer, that for, means I cheer for everybody. That makes no sense. Would, I've got four draft picks. It's a zero sum game. I'm 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 actively rooting for the four of them to be in the lobby. Let's let's get that correct. But um, I do. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Winning ain't to do versus the pride. Um, we both had winning ain't to do winning by a lot. No. Well, oh, are we Opposites. giving Brandon some respect? We are giving him some respect. Um, we've got uh, the pride. Well, I you've got the pride winning seven two, mm -hmm. and I've got the pride winning seven two as well. Kind of a boring week. We've got a lot of the same. We're just maybe we've got our finger on the on the pulse of the league, or we're just spending too much time together. I would believe both. <laughs> They're both very likely. Yeah. The pride's a team that can win big. It wouldn't shock me if it was eight one because he's good at both percentages. And so if you can take both percentages and then just outplay the other guy, it, uh, you, you can get a big win. And the Pride kind of needs it. The Pride's played really well and put up a lot of stats, but he's had tough matchups. So good for him on getting the – if he can pad his record here, that'll go a long ways. All right, Brandon. Go to it. So that's it. That's it for the week. We got our we got our picks in. Um, now we go to the highlight that with the player, the team spotlight, I guess you will. Um, and this week we're gonna go ahead and break down the Rainbow Raiders. A rainbow forever that won't fade away. There with the air filled with colors of a rainbow. I couldn't have jumped to a better spot. That song. That was a great line. I don't know. They, that would even be I don't know what accent he's reaching for, but <laughs> I think he just has a speech impediment. Maybe a, a, a singing impediment. The uh, the 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 album cover for that song and 
winning isn't everything, is two Muppets who appear to be eating spaghetti. Winning isn't everything. Yeah, they're eating spaghetti. Well, this guy's got a fork. Oh, does he have a fork? Yeah, he's got a fork there. Okay. But it's not, it's not, it's like, the other guy doesn't have a fork. There's no sauce. Uh, no. It's no. just dry it's, it's, noodles. It's dry noodles and carrots. And so. maybe a utensil. It's just, it's a weird scene. Oh, the refrigerator is very 1960s in the background. If you find the album, you'll know what we're talking about. Winning isn't everything. Winning isn't everything. Uh, but back to yeah, the Rainbow Let's Riders. Let's talk about the Rainbow Riders. Um, let's get some just some stats out of the way, maybe. Where are they at on the season? The power rankings. Let's just re-highlight those specifics. Throwing a curveball at you. Yeah, you were probably prepared to talk about something completely different than here. I, I was. Am. He's sitting right at 500, 22, 22 and one. Um, which which spot of the standing? Seventh place. Seventh. So just outside the. Just way. outside. Um, I heard from a league source that he was getting ready to call it a day. That he thinks that he's a playoff team. So, or not a playoff team. Not a playoff team. So don't try and trade for his draft pick. But uh, I think it's maybe a little bit early for that. Um, but I don't know. It, it's tough because the team's got some flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, let's taking a look at it now. One of the things that stands out to me when I, I look at the team just on a quick glance is how few really good players there are. He's got Bradley Beal, who's great. He's sitting at number 10 on the season. And then after that, I drop. He doesn't have anyone. It, his second best player is Shea Gilchrist Alexander, number forty-six. That's a big gap. And you can kind of justify it maybe if you're like a hard punt team or something like that. But he's not. It just there's a lot of guys that are good but not great, and you need stars, and he doesn't really have them. Doesn't he? Doesn't he punt blocks? I assume. And he's bad at. Uh, well, let's look, that, that, let's look at that. It's easy because I've got the power rankings here. Okay. Um, the Rainbow Riders, eighth in field goal percentage, eighth in free throw percentage, seventh in threes, which seems low, second in points, though. And it, that's, that's weird, right? Because he only has two centers on his team. And he's the only loaded player with that guards. Graham likes is a player that makes a three-pointer. He's loaded on guards, and yet, and he's scoring points, so presumably they're playing. He's last in turnovers, so presumably they're playing, but they don't hit threes. It's weird. Um, sixth in rebounds, seventh in assists, eleventh in steals, which is another like if you've got that many guards, you should be good at steals. But he's eleventh at steals, eleventh at blocks, which makes sense because he's all guards, no centers. But if you're all guards, no centers, why are you bad at steals? Why are you bad at assists? Why are you bad at threes? Why are you bad at free throw percentage? Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe some of that's fluky, but also some of it's just. I worry that a lot of his guy, the guys, like he's got a lot of guys on his team that feel like they're better than they actually are. Mm-hmm. That's that's that was kind of my takeaway after studying. We'll, we'll come back to that as we kind of break down some of these guys, but they sure feel like they ought to be good, but maybe they aren't. Like a like a Taylor Horton Tucker, maybe. 
No, I don't think anybody feels like Taylor Horton Tucker that would be good. Except people who really know about Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> I mean, come on, Frank Vogel. Does, does, does the uh, man on the court. The THT fan club. <laughs> when he gets minutes, it's coming. How many newsletters do you get a month from that fan club? Uh, it's all online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make sure they're not going to your spam folder. I would. If there was a Taylor Horton Tucker fan club that would mail me letters, I would sign up for that. I can tell you. I might actually, I haven't used my mailbox in like a decade. It's just a block of solid paper. But I would, I would, I would figure something out. Everyone in the league needs to sign Bryce up for some sort of free mailer so that when he goes and checks his mailbox, he. I, I literally, I checked it. I've checked it once since I've been in my home and it's been a very long time. Do you think the mailbox, mailman's very frustrated trying to fit more of those ads in there? No, I think he just gave up a long <laughs> time This ago. guy really needs to cut his box. I can't fit anything Every, in here. Everything's just He's, non-deliverable. Looks like a letter from his grandma. Where am I supposed to put this? She can send it to my parents. So they'll <laughs> give it to me. It's quicker. Uh, uh, but anyway, anyway, to, to kind of hammer that home, um, Shea Gilders Alexander, I love him. He's sitting at number 46 on the year. Compared to Aiton, who's sitting where? Uh, 50-something. Okay. So it's close. Um, Pascal Siakam feels like, like he's a star, right? He's 84th this season. He seems like the type of player you should trade for Tyler Hero. <laughs> Maybe. Um, let's see. Devin Booker, he's a star. He's number 91 this year. I think a lot of that's fluky. That'll improve. Um, Donovan Mitchell, like he's a star, but he's ranked 56 this year. Which and he kind of like always average. is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, like that's that's just, a little low on his average. Like he's 40 to 60. It just, I don't know. It, it it's a weird team, and I think it's underperforming. I know a lot of us. I had him as like the number two in our power rankings. I might have had him number one over me. Oh. Wow. That yeah. would be extraordinarily foolish, Dallin. I might have Ed as number one right now. Uh, no, it's still the Yaming Dynasty. But um, some of it's just that like the team's not as good as it was in the offseason. Mm-hmm. He traded... Uh, you can walk us through the entire blow-by-blow, blow, but like Middleton for the number one yeah, pick. Yeah, so there was a, there was a three-way trade um, involving myself and Super Zombies. And of course, the Rainbow Raiders, uh, where he acquired the number one overall pick. He gave up Chris Middleton to get that pick. Yeah, the other details aren't necessarily important. That's what he gave up and what he got. Uh, he made the draft pick. He drafted Lamelo Ball, and then like a week into the season, no, it was the very f- first night. It was opening night where he was. Yeah, it was because we were all over here, and he was sending out trade offers for Pascal Siakam, and uh, I threw him the Tyler Hero for Pascal Siakam, and he accepted. And then before that deal had finalized, we had another deal in place where I got LaMelo Ball and a couple second rounders for Pascal Siakam, where he set, where I sent him back to the Rainbow Riders. So essentially he gave up Chris Middleton for Tyler Hero. And I think I checked, I checked, a couple before, second I checked before, I think Middleton right now is ranked number 22 on the year, and Tyler Hero is ranked number 167 on the year. So it's 140 spots. That's a big difference. And for a team that is on the bubble of making the playoffs, I'm inclined to think that that might. You could use a little Chris Middleton right now. Yes. Um, let's we'll, we'll break down some of the players. We might as well start with Tyler Hero. Um, my opinions on Tyler Hero are pretty well known. 
um, to listeners of this particular podcast. Hi everyone, Greg here. Now, today I've come to KFC. They've got a product out called the Bucket for One. They are phenomenal. Anyway, here's the potato and gravy. It's in like a clear pudding cup. Uh, yeah, it looks like a smoothie almost with mashed potatoes and gravy. I don't eat that. Yeah. Also, like, isn't it hot in the front seat of a truck in Australia? Is that the window cracked? Look. That means it's hot. And like being in a hot, sweaty truck eating potatoes and gravy. Tyler Hero this year, like I said, 167. He's not really all that good at anything. 17 yeah. and a half points is okay. Mm-hmm. 6.7 rebounds, that's a pretty nice number from the guard. Yeah, I like that. 3.8 assists. Eh. Could be better, but it could be worse. Um, 1.63s. That you should would, be higher, right? You would think you would think it'd be two plus, but and and I don't know, like the good version of Tyler Hero is probably better than that in the future. Yeah. Um, zero point four steals. Yeah, he doesn't get those defensive. Numbers. That's a really bad number. That's an aggressively bad number. Yeah. Um, and then zero point one blocks. So just, just nothing. Forty seven percent field goals, fine. Seventy six. So every other goal. game, he's going to get you either a steal or a block. That sucks. Every other game. And then the every other game is he's getting you nothing. And the thing is, he's been doing all of this, pretty much all of this with Jimmy Butler not playing. So he's been... You think he'd be going off. Yeah, 33 and a half minutes a game. he's in the starting lineup. 33 and a half minutes a game. That is the high end of what you should expect from any player. In Bram's defense, though, he's only played 10 games, right? Yes, he's played 10 games. So, but... Small sample size, we'll maybe see something different. He had a couple 30-plus pointers. Yeah, but... Even then, like the steals aren't there. No, the defensive the numbers aren't just aren't there. That's a very big sample size. Yeah. Plus, you can like, as we mentioned before, his wingspan is smaller than my wingspan. Yeah. That is an insufficient wingspan for an NBA player. Yeah. I just I don't think that he'll ever be good. Yeah, you've made that clear. I think he's a. I like him. I obviously liked him. I had him. I wasn't really planning on trading him, but I'm also gonna not refuse better value. I I don't. What's the case for him? I mean, at range 163, it's hard to make a case, but the, the defensive numbers aren't there. But if I can make a case for Taylor Horton Tucker. You want to? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh, t- Tyler Hero, I mean, he's 17 and a half points, six rebounds, four assists, two threes, roughly, one and a half threes a game um, on good free throw shooting. I'm, I'm assuming. No, he's actually bad free throw shooting. I don't well, know. That's a that's... That'll, that'll be better. He'll, he'll be better um, at that. Um, I like his determination, which isn't a stat. Um, but I, I think that that determination will lead to his success in the long run. I think he's a good player. Um, I think a lot of people think he's a good player. Um, I guess he, in college he was ninety three percent free throw. Yeah. So yeah, I would certainly expect that to go up. But the fantasy game, I just the jury's out. Spolstra, he believes in him. Puts him in the starting lineup. I trust Spolstra. I think he's a good coach. So we'll see what happens. If he didn't already have a quality sound drop i would suggest a 12 angry men sound drop <laughs> because this member of the jury is not out this member of the jury is in um moving on the one really bright spot from the team is bradley beal all right bryce so tell me what is the deal with bradley beal uh he's been great ranked 10th on the season 34 and a half points on 49 percent shooting um, he's making the threes, two and a half a game, 
five and a half rebounds, 4.9 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.6 blocks is a solid number from the shooting guard. He's a good block shot blocker. Um, 3.4 turnovers, but Brand just turns the ball over all the time. He's worse than the league at it. Just punt turnovers. Um, I worry a little bit. He is currently the leader in usage rate for the NBA at 37.1%, which is really high. Yeah, but who else do they have besides Westbrook? Uh, I think Westbrook's enough. Yeah. Like he's most of the most of the season Westbrook's been on the bench. Yeah. So when Westbrook comes back, I think he cuts into Beal's usage. Um and that really puts a hurting on him. But he's been great so far, and there's no reason to think that he'll be less than great. Yeah. I kind of expect that he will request out of Washington at some point this season. Yeah. And they'll should've. move him. I mean, they should have moved him years ago. Yeah. But they'll move, they should have traded him in, instead of Harden because I think Beal fits the team, the Nets, better than Harden. And they, they got a lot for him. But if they move him, he probably goes to a contender and he probably loses usage. And so he probably loses value, hmm. um, which is a little bit concerning. Why do I feel like he'd be good in Minnesota? I think he'd be good anywhere. He'd be good anywhere. Um, I mean, Minnesota's a bad team, and I don't see that changing, really. You have Bill, you put Bill there with Cat and uh, make Russell the third-best player? Yeah, I mean... I think, still... I, think, I think any version of a good team that has D'Angelo Russell on it, Russell's the third-best player. Yeah. Or, or, or fourth. Yeah, he's, he's not... He can't be your best. He's not, particular, he's not very good, and he's getting max. And then you've got two guys making max, neither of whom play any level of defense at all. I just feel like that's that's a, that's that would be a good – I mean, like, trying to think of, like, a team that might be able to make it work. That Denver? Be, oof. Yeah, Denver would be fun. Because Denver has, like, really good players. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I feel like he's also, a good, like, a Popovich guy. I feel like he'd be, like, great in San Antonio. I think he would be great in San – they've got a lot of guys that play that position. Yeah, but you get Bill, you figure out the rest later. Yes, obviously. All of those guys are worse than Brad Beal. Yeah. Ah, nice. Brad uh, Beal, good player. Brad Beal's good great. defender. Uh, got no business on the Wizards or on the Rainbow Riders? No, I think Rainbow Riders are a contender, and I think Brad Beal is a big Obviously, yeah, he's the best player on the team. I'm really impressed by the field goal percentage at that volume. Mm-hmm. That's really – highest usage in the league, and he's shooting 49%. What's his uh, three-point? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know what you have in front of you when I ask these questions. I know, and that's fine. It's I misclicked. I can tell you, Luka Doncic is true. Um, three point percentage. Three point percentage this year: thirty six and a half percent. That's good. On six point seven. It's not great. That's good. That's good. Um. Okay. So Beal's the deal. Um. Got rid of Aiton. I don't even know what centers he has on his team anymore. He has two centers, and that's I think part of his problem. Like he's gonna Is be punting all of those categories. I mean, these guards are good rebounders. I mean, are they? I mean, in fact, I mean, we it, just said that Hero the, gets six a game, and, and Beal I know gets a good amount. Yeah. Good well, he's not particularly good at, at rebounds or blocks or any of that. I mean, he's six in rebounds. That's fine. Middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. And then blocks eleventh, field goal percentage eight. So, I mean, I'm, that's, so, I'm, I'm actually surprised the field goal percentage is that good with how many guards he has. Yeah, it should be worse. Uh, who are the centers? I'm sorry. The centers are Sergi Baca and Pascal Siakam. 
I did not know Siakam was center eligible. Well, who else is going to play center in Toronto? Uh, Boucher. Chris Boucher for 25 minutes a game. But, I mean, they don't really run past about the five, do they? Yeah. Like, that's what they did in the playoffs was, like, Siakam at the five against Daniel Tice. That's why they – yeah, like, it it caused a lot of problems for Boston. Um, Pascal Siakam is a strong dude. And he traded Siakam for Hero, and he traded Aiton for Alexander. Does he just not value centers then? I guess not. Like, I mean, I'd say you could have, like, DeAndre Ayton on your team, but he, and he did, but he traded him. I mean, he got Shea Gilgis, who's ranked higher in the season yeah. right now than Ayton, so I can't say it's a bad trade for him. But I, I, the, the problem is, like, how often do you have active players sitting on your bench? Yeah. Or what happens when one of those players gets injured? Well, you have to go out and play, like, a yeah. Zubach? When, like, you have a Thursday night where it's, like, two, two, you have two games on TNT, and then Friday you've got the rest of the NBA playing. He's got to have people on the bench. Yeah, especially because it, he's got like Toronto and the Clippers both play on Thursdays, so that that's going to be a problem. Um, I mean, it could be easily fixed by dropping like a Dylan Brooks for like a Daniel Tice or something like that. But I mean, that's just middle, that's end of the road stuff. You know? Yeah, that, that's the problem. Is any there's no high end. If you have to go out and get center help, then that center help's bad. It, center is a very thin position in fantasy. Which is why one of the main reasons why one of the reasons I took that Aiton trade is because I just having a star center who plays thirty minutes a game is a very rare thing these days. Most teams don't have one. Yeah. Well, I don't know about most, but a lot of teams don't have one. Mm-hmm. Every team has, I don't know, twenty eight teams have a point guard who's going to play thirty minutes a game. Every team has wings that play thirty eight thirty minutes a game. A lot of teams don't have a center that plays thirty minutes a game. Yeah, and so he's going to go out and replace him with Daniel Tice, who split minutes with three or four guys. Yeah, I mean, Bram typically likes the he likes a very exciting type of player, and centers are just typically boring. Yeah, I can see that. And and if the plan is to punt blocks and rebounds, that's fine. I don't yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But right, right, right. you should probably have a little more coverage. Well, than there's two centers. Yeah, for I mean, the two I'm all about spots. like with like talking about like a draft. I'm all about best player available um, rather than drafting for need. But at the same time, you have to balance out that roster. And if you only have two centers, then that's a problem. Yeah. Literally, Ibaka and who would you say? Siakam. Siakam. So Ibaka and Siakam are just going to stay, stay in center position land the entire season and never get moved. As it sits, yeah. And he has to shuffle everything else around. That's mm-hmm. tough. That's tough to do. It is. Well, and it, and it limits your – Trade options as well. Mm-hmm. I know he had a couple trade offers for Siakam. Some of them I think were actually pretty good, and some of them I think were pretty bad. But he just can't trade Siakam unless he gets a center back. Yeah, you're handcuffed. You're it, like, I, I can't have 13-point guards, guys. It's very, and maybe, I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me Brandon Clark is center eligibility at some he, point. He should. Um, I don't watch any Memphis games, so I don't. I couldn't speak to that. But I, it, it feels like something that could definitely happen. Um, I was like, Pascal Siakam worries me a little bit. Why is um, that? So he's kind of, he's really regressed this season. Um, he's, he's had a bigger role. Um, it's a bigger. The problem's not so much the role or the usage, per se. The problem is where he's shooting. If you look at field, his the percentage of shots that he takes from the different ranges. At um, so shots at the rim in 18-19, which was kind of his breakout season, 40% of his shots came at the rim. 
Last year, that dropped to 28%. This year, 25%. It's consistently dropping down. And then the percentage of shots that he takes from longer range. So 16 to three-pointer. So long twos, three years ago, 19%. Excuse me. Um, that's 1.9%. Next year, 8%. This year, 14%. So just flopping one to the other. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and so he's, his shots are gradually moving back. His three-point per, – the percentage of shots from three are actually down a little bit less this year, but still lower than the, what they used to be. Do you think that he could get away with more shots at the rim when people weren't, like, scouting for him? Maybe. And that they, maybe these are the best looks that he's getting now? That certainly could be. The problem is he's not a very good shooter. Like, he's uh, – this, this year he's shooting 25% from three. That seems too low. It'll come back. The problem is, but he's only 33% on his career. 33%, that's not a good shooter. That's a bad shooter. And yet he's taking a disproportionate number of shots from long two and from three. That, that feels like a real problem. It, it's a flaw in how he plays the game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that's coming back. Maybe it comes back as the team gets better. But A, I don't know that they're going to get substantially better over the next couple of years. And B, even if they do, sometimes guys just kind of settle into being a jump shooter because it's easier. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Benson will take every opportunity he can to just loaf out at the three-point line when we play because Bane down low is hard. And so I don't know if that's it. But it really would worry me if I had Pascal Siakam on my roster because he's been very good lately. This year, he's number 84. And I think some of this stuff gets corrected, but maybe some of it doesn't. And maybe he's just not a top 50 guy. Yeah. Would you rather have him or Tyler Hero? Him. I, I, if, if, if there were 14 Bryces in this league, Tyler Hero would not be rostered. Okay. I mean, he's sitting in the best position he possibly could and still isn't worth rostering at 167. Yeah. So I just – I don't I don't think he's worth rostering. I don't know what 14 braces give me in the NBA. Every, uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, no, it, it just – I'd rather have 14 Pokacheskis at that point. No, I meant, I meant a fantasy league of 14 braces. Oh, no, nobody oh, would I have – I think meant 14 braces in the NBA. And like, no. That no. you would roster all 14 of them. I'm like – no, I'm saying I'm saying you said I'm some saying pretty prideful things in the past, but man, this one takes if every, No, I, have you ever known me to brag about my basketball playing abilities? No, okay, so oh, so so 14 Bryce Ethington yeah. fantasy basketball managers. Tyler Hero doesn't get the only sport. reason I would ever own Tyler Hero is to trade Tyler Hero. If I weren't allowed to trade him, I wouldn't pick him up because he's just not good enough. And if there's 13 other U's, you know, no one's gonna want him. No, so. nobody's gonna trade. They'll just trade for. Can you imagine a league with fourteen Brams? Oh, Tyler Hero just zipping around that league. Boy, oh boy. Um, Aiden sitting on. The I like board. Tyler Hero. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw that out there for you, Brammy. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander has been a little bit of a disappointment this year at number forty-six. Mm -hmm. um, but he's been I mean, good with 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 Paul out of town. Um, and then just getting a bunch of youth in there in Horford, you would think that Shea would just be – I mean, he's doing well. He's had a lot of – several really good games. But... He is. The usage is up. It's not sky high, but that's not really who Shea is. He's sitting at 26% usage. 
Is this the Which best is, version of shade? Do you think it's it only gets worse? Is this is this no, the ceiling? No. There there are some problems. He's only at 0 0.9 steals a game. That which that feels really low to me. To me, he feels like a guy, he, and always has felt like a guy who would get a lot of steals because like he has super long arms. He's a he's a really a, a genuinely good defender who really takes defense seriously. He's engaged, um, but it doesn't always translate to steals. Um, his rookie year, one point two, but that was just in twenty six minutes. So that's a good, that's a strong number. Last year, one point one in thirty five minutes. That's not great. It's fine. Yeah. But it's it's basically neutral, and then this year it's down to zero point nine. Um, I expect that to come up, and that'll certainly boost his 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 rank his ranking. Um, but it's never been that high, and it, he always felt like a guy who could get two steals a game to me. Mm -hmm. But it just hasn't happened, and I don't. It's a, coming to the point where it's like, yeah, we probably shouldn't expect it anymore. I would think he's just off the out of thin air. Seems like a guy that should average closer to like 1.3, 1.4. Yeah, and it, it, it hasn't been to that point. One of the things that's really dragged him down is free throw percentage. It's been 80 for the last couple of years. This year it's 76. Seems low. Seems low. Should get should bounce back. The assists are way up this year, which is expected. Yeah. Up from 3.3 up to 6.4. Good for him. He He's good. He's really good. Um, it's impressive that he's upped his usage and maintained really impressive field goal percentage. In fact, it's gone up. It's a 52% on the year. Yeah. He gets to the rim a lot. He's a very good ball handler. He's very good at getting to the rim. So, I mean, speaking of just the rainbow riders in general, I'm just that my, my mind is spinning here. Any dynasty team would be lucky to have Brad Beal, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Shea Gilders, Alexander, like as your, as your guards. Yes, the problem is he doesn't have any good players outside of those. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's a really good core of guards, but I mean we have no centers as we discussed. We have Siakam, I guess, and Ibaka, whatever, but not a whole lot else. Forwards or the other thing is like Donovan. What a he has a bunch of guys that feel like they should be better, and I think Donovan Mitchell really embodies that. Donovan Mitchell feels like he's a star. I think most people consider him a star. He has his own signature shoe. Yeah, he's a star. He's not that great at fantasy, though. He's a really good nickname. That's a good nickname. I mean, it's pretty good. But so the three pre his three seasons in the league, fifty fourth in his rookie year. That's great. Fifty sixth the next year, fifty four last year, and this year he's at sixty one. So it's down a little bit, but like. I don't know, maybe he's just like a 55, you know, maybe he's just going to be 55 for his whole career. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I, I saw somebody comparing, it was like one of those, here are two mystery guy stat lines. And it was like age 21 season, and and it was Donovan Mitchell and Colin Sexton, and Colin Sexton is just clearly better. I don't know if that's going to hold true. but That's interesting. It I don't know, like Donovan Mitchell – is probably just better at real life than he is at fantasy. And that feels like a problem if you're a fantasy manager with Donovan Mitchell. He's good, and anybody would love to have him, but if he's one of your really like core players, your core players should be better. You should have a couple guys in the 20s. He's not a, a second or even a third-round player. So if you look at this as like a redraft league, he's got Bradley Beal, who's a first-round player, Nobody in the second round, nobody in the third round, and then you start picking some guys up in the fourth round. That's a, that's that's rough. 
Mm-hmm. It's um, interesting. I don't, I'm not. I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm soaking it in. But I mean, I, I had Rainbow Riders ranked as like the best team going into the season. So did I. And I mean, part of it is that Middleton trade, because Middleton yeah, this, is that second round guy. Yeah. And so that that. You trade, a second, a second, you trade a second round guy for a guy you wouldn't roster. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was certainly, you, yes. You and it's certainly a trade for the future. I understand that. And I suspect when he made it, he was thinking, well, I'm, I'm good enough as it is. So I can invest in the future and in his at defense, the expense of the present. And I, I understand that's how I manage my team. And it breaks down, have. it breaks down Middleton down to, to hero. But I mean, he did trade mill at the time, traded Middleton for ball and ball's been a top hundred player. Yeah. He just where it went wrong is, let's basically the two trades with me. Yes, man. I hope you feel horrible about it. And really, like he's as we as we said, he's seventh in the league right now. He's on the he's on the bubble. If he if we'll talk about Devin Booker next, but like Devin Booker should be a lot better. Ninety one is outrageous. Like, it is. Um, he's at least sixty spots better than that. I, I will say Devin Booker. So far this year, 22.9 points, 3.5 rebounds, which is really low. 4.1 assists is okay. 1.1 steals is fine. 0.4 blocks is fine. Where he loses a lot of his value, uh, 2.1 threes is a good number. And as we discussed, he needs more of those. 47% field goals, that's fine. From a guard who's giving you that kind of volume, that's fine. And then 82.4 free throw. That's fine too. He's really killing in the turnovers, four point one. Um, and I, basketball monster, if you punt turnovers, he goes from like ninety whatever up to fifty three. So that's a big boost. And Bram really does punt turnovers. He's the worst in the league. So he's so, got just another fourth round guy there. Yeah, but um, for him, a lot of it's the the assist. I know Josh Lloyd harps on it a lot, but he's he went. Two years ago, six point eight assists. Last year, six point five. This year, four point one. You're playing against. You're playing next to Chris Paul. Chris Paul, expect. and I think that's that's probably what it is. And just as long as he's playing next to Chris Paul, he's gonna suffer, and yeah. that and that's a problem. Um, well, he went from being a number one option on a team who is the only ball handler to distribute to being probably the number one option on the team, but really just like a shooting guard. Well, he last year he played his best basketball yet, and I was playing next to Ricky Rubio. Oh, yeah. So I, I do think, like, I know. So there's, there's, there's a chance that you can share the ball. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I haven't looked at it. Going into last season, I know there was a, a huge disparity in his three-point percentage on catch and shoot versus off the dribble. He was really good at catch and shoot, not that good off the dribble. And really, his three-point percentage has never been all that great. And so I do think that he is most effective when playing off the ball. But he's still – Chris Paul's kind of ball-dominant. Not in that he shoots too much, but he creates everything. And there's not a whole lot of room for him to bring the ball up the court, kick it over, and then play off the ball. Whereas, like, with Rubio – it was always clear that Booker was the star. And so it made a lot of sense for Rubio to try stuff. And if it didn't work, give it to Booker and let Booker do his thing. Mm-hmm. Or play, I think they were probably more willing to play Booker on the, on his own because Rubio just demands fewer minutes than Chris Paul. And then you can also just have possessions where Booker runs things and Rubio plays off ball. And that's not that's less likely to happen with Chris Paul. So I do think that he's probably worse with Chris Paul on the team because the assists are down. 
maybe that's just something the brand has to suck up for a couple of years. We'll see. Maybe and maybe it just or maybe switches you, back. Maybe like, a move booker for a tasty piece. Maybe. I doubt it. I, I doubt there are many people who value and Devin Booker as much as Bram does. That's true. But I mean I do think that Devin Booker will get better as the season wears on, and I think that he will be better next year. And maybe he just figures it out. Like, you look at Mike Conley. Mike Conley was terrible last year. But this year, he's a whole lot better because he's kind of figured out how yeah, to get him better. Sometimes it takes time. So t- Sometimes it takes time. Hopefully, for Bram's sake, Booker figures it out quick. I, I personally, as we talked about before, I'm rooting for Bram to get into those playoffs. I don't have his pick. I need him to knock out a few of the others. So, yeah, I'm, rooting, I'm, for, I'm rooting for Bram. Um, I don't know. I feel like I already have my two picks locked up, and Trevor's probably not going to tumble all the way down. But Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? A lot could happen. Benson, it's a long season. Put your head down. Get in those playoffs. It's probably not going to happen. That is not going to happen. Um, I think the last player that I really want to touch on, unless there's somebody that stands up to you, was Keldon Johnson. So he had a third center. In Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, yeah. He kind of fit because he, he carries both percentages pretty well. Yeah, he needs a guy like Jonas Valanciunas. Um, trade him for Kelvin Johnson. He had too many Grizzlies, though. Well, you can, you're but at least they were better. Kelvin Johnson. The problem with Kelvin Johnson is he's not very good. He's uh, up and down. It's like every other game. Over the last two – so over the last, on the season, he's ranked 90th. Over the last two weeks, hey, 100 – Devin Booker. 146, and then last week, 226. The steals just dried up. Yeah. Um, he's down to – that was like the thing that he was good at, and he's down to less than a steal. Well, I Devin Vassell to make all the steals on that team. I guess. He's still playing 31 minutes. Yeah. So, like, the minutes are still there. I don't – I think that was a bad trade. Um, I just – Kelvin Johnson at this point is positive in two categories. Turnovers, which Bram is not competitive at. And rebounds, which Bram's not really competitive at, and he's bad at everything else. So it's it's a bad fit. It's a redundant player, and it's frankly just not a very good player. Hmm. Um, well, Bram, a lot to think about. Um, I would love for for a, like a like a team statement on Kelton Johnson, like a like a like a like a what's it called? Yeah. Get on a podium, a spotlight. Well, I don't know. Uh, there's a word for it. Somebody will think of that word and they'll tweet it out or whatever. But yeah, he needs the like a public service announcement. Like he needs to get up there and let us know the reasoning for Kelvin Johnson because I, I don't see it. I like when he made that trade. I remember thinking Benson just ran away with it with the Valanciunas trade. Let me ask you this. As a rebuilding team, is there anyone here that you would want to invest in and maybe help Bram in the playoff push? If Maybe that's what we should do to reflect our different views on the league. If there's someone on here, who, who would you want as a rebuilding team and who would I want as a contending team? Oh, the players? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Let me take a look. So after careful examination here, I'm going to go ahead and say as rebuilding team, I don't know, I, I know you see him. I am always a little intrigued by Tyler Hero, the promise, the long, the long, uh, longevity there, see what he becomes. Um, I, you know, I'd be interested in Tyler Hero to, to an extent. 
I think the most tasty, interesting player for me on here is probably uh, Shea. I think that I, I think he'd be number one on my list. Um, Brandon Clark interests me a little bit. Um, Devin, what would you give for Brandon Clark? Devin Booker, obviously. Um, I've made him offers. I don't, I don't remember what they all were, but um, you know, Divincenzo. I, I can't remember if I offered him Divincenzo or not. Um, but would I do that? Maybe I might do that. I'd have to look at it. Beasley. I know I've offered him Beasley. I think I offered him Beas- Malik Beasley and Josh's 2021 second rounder. Which yeah. I know, I know he's got his own first this next year, but it's going to be a top three most likely uh, second round pick. If you and I combine to own seven picks in the first round, which there are a lot of people that reach, don't have. But, yeah. Well, no, we do. Like that's. Oh, in the first round. In the yeah. first round, no, I think you and I have seven picks. Then there are a lot of people who don't have a first round pick, which means for a lot of people, there's at least half the league who doesn't have their own. Having pick. an early second round pick is valuable. I yeah, think. yeah. So when I got that, I, that was part of the Lamelo Ball deal, the whole Tyler Hero, Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam. Um, I got Josh's 2021 second rounder uh, from Bram, which I, I saw as huge value because of that very reason. There's a lot of managers that are listening to this right now that I want to know, I have that pick and I don't plan on really making it. Do you have your own as well? No, but I gave, I gave that to Ben Frederick for his second rounder last year or something. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I do have, uh, Josh's second rounder. I, I do plan on moving that pick probably, but there's a lot of guys that should want that pick. It's a good draft. So again, uh, Devin Booker's young enough that in Shea, and uh and uh hero and, and hero and clark kind of interest me but like booker and shea really interest me um siakam and uh beal are right there they're just a little older but they're i mean they would interest me as rebuilding and then looking at it if if he were looking to tear it down and rebuild or at least reload for next year and see if he can get the ship set right um he kind of can't trade him because he only has two centers but sergi baka Sitting at number one hundred and three this season. Um, if you're if you if you're looking for a center and you value your percentages, he's shooting fifty four and eighty two percent. That's really valuable. He's he's a nice solid player that Bram could maybe move for something. If if he's not going to win this year, he's probably not going to hang on to Serge Ibaka for next season. Probably not. I mean, Serge is he's down to 25 minutes a game right now. If that drops any lower, he probably loses all of his value. So this might be his last year of value. That's probably a good place to shop. I don't know that he's going to get a ton of value for him, but there's something there. I mean, if I he's planning on holding on to him for too much longer, then Graham just becomes a surge protector. Uh, yes, that's correct. I see what I did there. Yes, I see what you did there. Also, Donovan Mitchell, I think maybe this is just kind of what See, I didn't even mention him as a rebuilding team. Like, I, I of course, I... He's like if he Bram sent me an offer and he said, "Hey, I'll give you Donald Mitchell four. I'd be like, "Ooh!" Like I, I would be like, "Let me look at that." But then looking over that whole roster, I didn't even mention him. As yeah. Somebody that I would, well, and I don't. I, think, I, would I, I think Bram probably values Donald Mitchell more than anybody in the league. Yeah, but, but I like him. But but like I said, he, he may just maybe he just doesn't have a good fantasy friendly game. In which case, maybe you can sell high on him now. Yeah. Because I'm sure that somebody's willing to treat him as better than the 56th ranked player right now. Yeah. Sure, somebody would. 
And who, who else interests you besides Surge? Those are the two that stand out. Brad Beal obviously is great. No. But that's going to be. That's a tough. That's and, a pricey. And Mike, if I'm Bram, if I'm Bram, I'm not calling it quits by any means. No. You're still in the fight. So yeah. keep fighting. Um, all you even if you stay at that seven range, all you need is one of those six teams ahead of you to get like four injuries at once. Which could happen. Which has happened to many teams this year. And then those teams fall out. And it's it's easy to go up one spot. When you're when you're in twelfth, it's really hard to go up seven spots. Yeah. But when you're in seventh, you just need to go up one spot. That's that's easy. So if even if he can just tread water, I think it's worthwhile, especially this season when anything can happen. Um, but even if he is just kind of calling it quits on the season. He's going to be good to go next year. This, yeah. this is this is a solid roster. It's not one of the elite rosters in the league, I don't believe. And if we were, I think this offseason when we're doing our power rankings, our dynasty power rankings, I think he probably finishes in the five or six range. Mm -hmm. But he can contend now, he can contend next year. So trading Bradley Beal seems like it's probably not going to happen. All right. You think there's a trade there between him and Eduardo? We talked about Eduardo's team last week, and Eduardo having a plethora of centers, and and Bram having a plethora of wings. Is there a trade there between the two of them? You think there should be? I don't think so. I, if if I were Bram, I would probably just punt rebounds and blocks, and so I wouldn't want to spend. I mean, maybe there is, but. He, he should just be acquiring like, like what cheaper centers. Rashawn Holmes would be great on the Rainbow Raiders. I almost think that's too good of a player to target. Yeah. Like he should be trying to acquire like a eighty to ninety ranked center. Yeah, somebody who's but like dependable. Somebody who's dependable but just kind of in that range. Mm -hmm. um, Al Horford. Al Horford would fit actually. If he ever decides to play basketball. Again. If he yes. Because he gives you guard-like stats, he gives you good assists, he gives you solid steals, he helps your percentages. It's not a ton of volume, but yeah, that type of player. I think Wendell Carter might do the same thing because he's kind of he's kind of Al Horfordy. I think mm -hmm. that's why I love him so much. I like Wendell. Um, wasn't really nervous because he's kind of had a down year, and he um, he's he has not played the last couple of games, and I was really worried that Daniel Gafford or somebody else would. Play really well in his absence. Daniel Jeffers not good. Yeah, well, thankfully that's been the case. Um, he should come back and have his role defined just fine. But um, anyways, um, any other comments or concerns or points you want to make regarding the Rainbow Raiders? Nope, it's a good team. I think he's still very much in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, I agree. He's, I think he's got some work to do. To I mean, fix. it's been a critical analysis, um, so it can kind of. Come I do off feel like this is a little more negative than most of our podcasts. Yeah, but, I think it's just because like, it's a good team. I'm kind of disappointed because I, I thought. I mean, I, I think I'm the best team going forward, and I thought that he was going to be my toughest competition over the next decade. Hmm. I, I I said, well, you know, Taylor was my toughest competition in the teens, and the twenties is going to be Bram. And now I'm looking at the roster, and I don't think that's the case anymore. But it's still a good team. It can still win a championship at the next, at some point in the next couple of years. Hmm. Do you ever think your 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 love of country will ever be your big, biggest competitor? At some point, you'll get in your own way. No, probably not. Because <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I haven't yet. 
Uh, all right. Well, Bram, good luck the rest of the season. Um, nobody really sent any questions or concerns uh, to, to bring up um, in this portion of the show. So uh, either they're all just uh, waiting to see what happens or they just don't care. He should pick up Daniel Tynes. That's what I said earlier. He dropped drop Dylan Brooks or someone like that on your roster, maybe Kyle Anderson, yeah. and pick up Daniel Tice. Yeah, there you go. Do it, Bram. Um, all right. Well, um, if you don't have anything else to say, we can just move on to the shame, shame, we know your name segment. Yeah. The bad trade offer of the week. I had a few submissions um, sent to me, and um, I'm going to go ahead and go with this one is actually a pair of offers back to back. I really, I, let me let me just get something out there. I like Taylor. I think he's a good guy, but he's got bad trade offers. And I and I hope I don't. I hope I'm not making it on his uh, people I hate list because I have two weeks in a row now I've mentioned his name in the segment. Well, I invented the segment specifically to shame Taylor, <laughs> and I do so without fear of reprisal. Well, I'm a people pleaser. I, uh, anyways, but uh, it, there was a series of trade offers he sent to Bram, uh, of all people, in the segment. It's fitting. Good segue. He said, um, "No, I didn't know. I didn't know he owned Benson's 2023 pick. Maybe he was going to acquire it by some other way." I believe um, he does. He has his 23, and he has Benson's 23. It was Anthony Edwards and Benson's 2023 draft pick, unprotected, for Donovan Mitchell. That was the first offer. That's um, a bad trade offer. It's a bad trade offer. Um, I will say, I talked to Taylor, and I believe he offered both his pick and Benson's pick for Pascal Siakam, and I think that's actually a pretty good trade offer. And if Bram had spare, a center to spare, he should probably take it. Those two for Because drivers. I think there's a good chance that both of those are lottery picks. At least one of them should be. Hmm. It would. I kind of expect both of them will be. Yeah, and you think that the, the potential of a, of a lottery pick in 2023 is better than the potential of... Uh, Pascal Siakam. He is sitting at number 84 on the year, and that should regress positively, but... So improve? Yes. <laughs> well, because... It should regress positively. Well, yeah, I mean, regress doesn't necessarily mean negative. <laughs> you have to specify, because there is like a negative connotation with regression, but if you're shooting below what you would expect yeah. from, like his, what, 25% three-point shooting, it's going to go up. It's going, going to right? regress to his... Yeah, that's what I would expect. But I think that's a very legitimate offer. I just, I just, I see. I think I would rather have Siakam, but I don't think it's a bad. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that yes. in the shame, shame. We know your name segment. But I also wouldn't offer. offer a pick and Anthony Edwards for Donovan Mitchell because I know Bram's not going to do that. Yeah. So if if Bram and he said Bram said no to it, he'd give that that uh, text blub uh, blurb a thumbs down. Um. So he already said no to that. So why don't we spice it up and keep it the same, the same deal. But this time, I'll give you Robert Covington and you give me Pascal Siakam. Oh, that stinks. So Covington, Anthony Edwards, and the first rounder for Siakam and Mitchell. You didn't like that trade offer. What if I make it substantially worse? <laughs> Would you like it if it were much, much worse? Yeah. Like... I don't know. I don't know if Taylor's just like, you know, gets drunk on the weekends and, and just sends out these offers for the fun or it's a lack of empathy. <sighs> yeah. Like, like 
consider what the other person might actually want. Yeah. Like I've gotten to the point where some of these offers come through, not just Taylor, just in general. The league is in general had sent, and I'm probably guilty of it, sent bad offers to another manager. And when you get that really bad offer, it's like, I just don't even want to respond. I'm just I'm insulted. I guess that's how you felt about my trade offer that you let sit there for more than a full me. day. I didn't see the notification. It was actually a pretty good offer. It was Bagley for Wendell Carter. Flip a coin. I don't know. But I, I decided to, to, to see what Wendell Carter is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. I'm old. Mm-hmm. I'm old. And Bagley, I didn't like I didn't, been playing well with it. He's Bagley's been playing really well. Give that guy some minutes. He's good. Mm-hmm. Um anyways. So that's that's the shame, shame we know your name. Two weeks in a row. Taylor will it be three weeks next week. I don't know. Shame, shame. Know your name. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it then. Bryce, do you have any last comments? Nope. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm not sure it's safe to climb in CO2 boots. If Lord Walton sees you, he'll give Rondo all your minutes. Shh, shut up. I want nothing more to be by your side. Oh, think of the fast bricks. I yearn to toss your lobs. Oh, think of the spacing. Would you let me play power forward? Yes, anything. Even though I'm clearly a center. Oh, whatever you want. Because together we will bring back showtime. <sighs> Too bad Lord Demps would never trade me here. He just hates House Lakers. He's always been jealous of big markets. Let Rich handle Dell. But you'd have to give up your entire young core for my rights. I would trade every single one of them for just a chance to play with you. Between you and me, they're a bunch of fools and overhyped squires. Even the ball boy? Alonzo? <laughs> Good riddance. To him and his oath of a father. And once he's gone, we'll bring in a real Lord Commander. Like Jason Kidd Wait, or stop, Mark Jackson. Stop. Son of a... Oh, yeah.